podcast is this live stream working hold on yes it is Woo! we're finally live and on time sack is just getting himself a little ginger ale so while he's doing that i'll do our intro this is the Sadiac podcast your one-stop shop for all things mtv's the challenge we have an awesome website saniacpodcast.com with a ton of different challenge content on there for you guys to enjoy including fun trivia quizzes you can play written recaps twitter recaps articles, all that good stuff on there. So check it out, saniacpodcast.com. I'm Shawnee Suisa, podcast producer from Los Angeles, and my co-host, Zach Calhoun, all the way from somewhere in the fucking East Coast. I'll tell you what, they definitely have Wawa's where he's from. That is something I know of well now. Uh, (laughs) Before we get into the recap, we do want to remind you guys about our amazing sponsor, Stitcher Premium. You guys know I love Stitcher Premium. They are awesome. You can use our promo code and you get an entire month off of your monthly plan. So what's the harm? Check it out. Our promo code is Saniac. You can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium to find out more and sign up for your membership. It's really cool. Really. It, it really is. You guys should definitely check it out. And you got to support the podcast while you're doing it. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss tonight. Sort of. Mostly from Mark's uh, We Want OGs campaign, which we will be talking about after we get to the episode recap. So we're going to start with the episode first get through that and then we're going to get into we want ogs because we know that that has been the talk of the challenge town even challenge Mania has been promoting it it's been positive (laughs) something's been positive uh listen i'll i'll say that no i'll save my thoughts on that once we get there yeah save it i'll save it i'll I'll, uh, I'll pocket it for now. I love that <laughs> saying. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, I'm at Shawnee Suisa, S-H-A-N-N-I-S-U-I-S-S-A. And this is at ZCal77. We both have some awesome fucking personal Instagrams you guys should check out. And of course, follow the Saniac Podcast and all the social media platforms. Yeah, follow Facebook. us on Twitter. Yeah, that We're is a big one. We're close to 1,000. We need to get to 1,000 on Twitter. Zach's got his little goal. He wants to grow our Twitter account. So go give us a follow over there if you guys are on Twitter. Of course, on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys are our audio listeners and you don't know about all of our social media pages, Facebook is where we do all of our live recaps. So you should definitely come over to here and check it out. I know we said that we were going to do a crossover with Tea Time podcast this week, but uh, we're a little bit short on time tonight. So yeah, that's, that's we looking like next week. I've, yeah. me- I've messaged them. We've been in touch. We are going to be doing that next week, so we'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, we do want to give them their, you know, their adequate amount of time, so we didn't want to have to rush that tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just get right in, shall we? Woo! So, mm-hmm. elimination, elimination. We go from post-elimination. Obviously, this is the theme. This is how we start all of the episodes. And as we have started every other episode this season thus far, we have people talking about wanting to get their red skull. Ding, ding, ding. What a motherfucking (laughs) shock. (laughs) Oh, my God. This conversation is getting so boring to me. I can't even explain. It's like just the same. Dude, this season's been over three months long. It's it's been the same. The thing that's crazy to me, though, Zach, about these seasons is that the ones that seem like the cast have the most fun filming always end up shitty. 
yeah. you know? Because yeah. the cast will hype up the season. Like, oh, this was one of my favorite seasons I've ever filmed. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, they give the whole spiel. And and then it ends up turning out like like this is turning out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I've got a comment on here from Irving about Freddie. Freddie is his favorite and he's obsessed. I'd like for you guys all to know who Freddie is. Freddie is my fucking turtle. Freddie is the <laughs> shit. Freddie's my sidekick. I love him so much. He is the cutest thing in the whole world. He makes crumbs when he eats his pellets, and he is just adorable. So you can check out all of Freddie's adventures on my Instagram story. They're pretty fun. He goes from the pool to the dirt to the pool to the dirt. The kid's just living his life, you know? I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Freddie's living his best life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's loving it. Okay, so then we've got Bailey um, saying that she's got the most wins this season and she's not gone in yet. And, um, and you know, I kind of wanted to bring this up, not because I wanted to recap what she was saying because it wasn't that relevant on this episode, but it did remind me of last episode. And there were a few points I didn't make when Bailey was freaking out at Casey. And one of them was that I didn't feel like she had as much of a right to be upset not to go into that elimination purely because she's had so many opportunities to send herself in and has chosen not to. So I do think that's something that definitely needs to be pointed out. And then the other point um, on the opposite argument or the opposite end of the argument that a lot of people have brought up, which I thought would be good to bring up, is that she ended up being the winning vote for Casey on Big Brother. And mm -hmm. I kind of want to re rebut this because it's not like it takes one person to win Big Brother. It's not one vote. Yeah, she broke the tie because of how the votes were read, but you know she was one of five people. So it's not like it was just her voting for Casey. And on top of that, I don't think she necessarily voted for Casey because she loves Casey, but because she hates Tyler because her and Tyler had some serious beef that season. So um, that is a point that's being brought up. I do hear its validity to... I do hear it's validity. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> but I also think that it's a flawed argument to some extent. Um, okay, so now we go into the boys scheming about Anissa. I know you're going to have some thoughts on this, Zach. I mean, this is when we, we start hearing, at least for some, for, to some degree, this is like the most strategy and strategizing we've heard throughout this game, like planning who they want to take out in order to get to the final. So this is kind of a classic challenge discussion, something we haven't heard yet due to the Red Skull twist getting in the way of a lot of this. But the boys, uh, you know, Kyle, Bananas, Nelson was in this conversation, but he, he disagreed. They don't want to have Anissa as a possible partner during the final. They don't want to run with her, you know? I feel like that is, a, um, that's like a thing that we haven't had to deal with the last couple seasons, which is a, a narrative I got very tired of. Uh, hey, mm. man, if you're paired with them in the final, you're screwed. That was like all of Invasion and Dirty 30. I was really over it. Um, in this oh, that's case, true. It Dirty was... 30, that was. That was like the biggest thing in Dirty 30. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Listen, I, I understand the hesitation with going to a final with somebody who you're not confident with in being paired up with. But I, I also feel like, like to some extent, I mean, it is an individual game, you know, you're not playing as a partner and I don't necessarily think it's, well, listen, there's nothing fair in the challenge, but I don't actually think that this is a fair way to go about it because then I feel like the boys will always take out quote unquote, the weaker girls. And it puts the females at a dis disadvantage in what should be a purely individual game. So 
I mean, it is the challenge. Nothing is fair. But uh, I also do think that this is just like, I don't know. I don't enjoy it. I will say Nelson's remarks, though, were awesome. Nelson, you know, he he said voting her in would be extremely disrespectful. She has a legacy. They don't value experience. And it reminds me of similarly how we're talking about Dirty 30. Nelson, when he was partnered with Veronica in Dirty 30, and most people would have been super upset about that. But Nelson was like, I got the best partner here, the most experience, da, da, da. So. You know, Nelson has always kind of valued the vets, and particularly the vet females. Uh, yeah, I think there is definitely, uh, I've been talking to Robert about it. We've definitely noticed that all the people that were ripping on Nelson earlier in the season clearly coming around, and I don't know if we want to let them on the bandwagon or not. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You don't have to let them on your bandwagon, Zach. I don't even want to be on your bandwagon, to be honest. That's fine. Like, I'm not hitching that. No way. <laughs> That's the good thing about starting a bandwagon. You can choose who you let on and who you don't. So in this case, Nelson, uh, we ride with you. And there's certain people that we're just not letting on. Sorry. <laughs> you got to hop off, guys. So then we get Anissa's phone call with her mom. A little bit more of this FaceTime um, scenage that we've had throughout this season. Uh, I thought it was a cute call. You know, obviously foreshadowing what was about to happen. Unfortunately, Shit has been spoiled for me to death this season. So I knew what was going on and I could spot the foreshadowing right away. I don't know if that's because I knew what was going on or because I'm just an educated viewer. But uh, I did spot that. Then we have Corey and Fessy talking. Also some more foreshadowing to, you know, Fessy, quote unquote, betraying Corey. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's actually really underrated. Well, I don't know if it is because it's mentioned so many times this season, but at least for me, from a big brother perspective, I don't think uh, Fessy being as good of a football player as he was, was emphasized even remotely on Big Brother. And maybe that's because he played a pretty shitty game. I don't know. But they, I mean, they barely mentioned it there. And it was, it seems to be a, a primary storyline for him this season, or at least on the challenge. I will withhold judgment on that. I haven't taken the time to look into Fessy's football career yet, but I am a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to actual athletic prowess of challengers. So I will let you guys know if Fessy was even on the draft radar for the NFL or not. I don't think he was. Well, if he I'm not was, even sure where he played at. So well, somebody, he was somebody hit me in the comments where he played at. Yeah, where did Fessy play? And he I'll, was 30th. I'll let you know if it's legit or not. He was 30th in tight ends in the draft. Like, I think that, that was, that's pretty... I'm not in the draft, but as in before going in. That's a pretty yeah. nice stat. I mean, that's mm. not... Come on, Zach. That's a nice stat. Greg, right hit, me with, uh, hit me with Fessy's that... columns that he played at. I'll let you know if it's a legit conference or not. Uh, then we've got Fessy talking about how... In a way, he's representing his people. And, you know, he wants to show that no matter who you are, where you come from... Um, or the discrimination that you face, you can you know, win these shows and win a challenge and, and have a successful career. And I definitely relate to him, you know, being Middle Eastern. It's just, it's it's something that comes with the territory. And so I do feel like there's that connection there with me and him. And he also looks a lot like my brother. I was noticing that in this scene. Like yeah. when my brother isn't tanning either and he's sort of like stuck in winter mode, he has a very similar face to Fessy and very similar like facial hair vibes going on. First of all, like I, I thought that conversation, that part of the conversation itself was so meaningful, like Fessy mm. giving insight on what it was like for him to grow up and to be getting into athletics in, in the climate that he was. And post 9-11, um, yeah. Uh, D. Heave, my man, Greg, they're on it. Fessy played at Tennessee Chattanooga. They are a nobody football school um 
I'm I'm sure if you look deep enough, maybe there's like one or two guys in the NFL now that went there. But but you can yeah. be a no you can be at a nobody football school. You can and be a good football player, right? You can. Um, it's not as common. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm sure there's guys. I, I this is usually a topic I excel in. Like I could tell you pretty much. You name me any D1 college, I can pretty much tell you somebody that went to you know that went there that plays in the NBA or plays in the NFL. But UT Chattanooga. Mm, man, you guys are really stretching here because I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know any of these fucking schools, man. I just know like Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Longhorns. Like, like that's that's like as far as my. Oh, and Duke. I know Duke because of Coach K, but that's basketball. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, my my uh, my shower hair is wearing off. I gotta throw on my my gear. Oh oh, Zach is getting ready. Let's is go. That... <laughs> That doesn't even Let's look go. like a headband. That doesn't even look like... It looks like you put a clip in the middle of your hair. Right. Uh, all right. I haven't been to the barber in months, you guys. You know, I'm so happy that guys are not having to deal with the barber right now. Like, that makes me so happy because you guys are suffering and good for you. Like, everyone should suffer a bit through this. They're all like, oh, girls without their nails, girls without their makeup. Well, it's like guys without their barbers. <laughs> That's true. a fucking thing, man. Now we all know. It's, now we all know. It's tough. Mm. And it's not getting any better. I can't tell you the next time I'll be going back to a barber because it looks like everything's going to shut down again. Thanks, Texas. Thanks, Florida. <laughs> you you dummy states. Yeah, honestly, like, it's actually such bullshit. We have been, I have literally not left the house in so fucking long. I've been stuck in this quarantine lifestyle. And well, I don't understand who's making all of these re-virus spreads happening. It's so annoying. Like, stay wow. home. I've been doing it. Shani. What? Oof. We got Oof. a comment? Uh-oh. I'm getting flamed in the comments. How could I forget that T.O. went to UT Chattanooga? Oh, T.O. went to mm. T.O. went to the same school? Wait, yeah, that is so funny because that's both UT Chat and also the challenge. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even... Yeah, we had the <laughs> T.O. thing. That's, yeah. that's a great point. We um, had a whole T.O. thing. I'll never forget that moment. Man, hey, don't I, I'm, blame I'm really California. myself. That's, that's usually, uh, like I said. Yo, I got to say something else about the virus, too. This is going to piss off some people. But there have been so many posts about people saying they don't understand why people don't want to wear masks. I hate wearing a mask. Now, I will preface that by saying I don't even leave my house. But if I'm going to go somewhere randomly, I will put something over my mouth. But I'm literally not going places because I hate wearing them so much. I find that after I like I went to the Apple store and I had to wear one. And after I wore that, I maybe took like an hour there, that whole thing. I literally had a sore throat for like four or five days. It was miserable. It was literally miserable. I got started getting congested and it wasn't like a cough. It was literally from breathing in this recycled air in the mask. So I do get it. I don't think that you should be going to shops and freaking out that you have to put one on but i do think that there's a reason for why people don't like wearing them i don't think it's like oh well, there's yeah, no it's reason not comfortable i mean I, I work in a field where you have to wear n95 masks all the time yeah that's miserable um, but n95s have the respirator in them right uh i mean depends on the on the quality that that you're getting but i i can tell you like standard n95 masks are pretty Brutal. uncomfortable you know, when you're going around in someone's attic and shit like that. It's not fun, guys. Yeah, Rebecca's also saying she's claustrophobic. I feel that. I'm so fucking claustrophobic. I, ha I just don't like being... I remember even when I was younger, 
I hated having crew necks like this. This neckline would have annoyed me as a kid. I used to wear my shirts with my 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 shirt in my mouth right here because mm. I, I I couldn't I couldn't actually have anything touching me here. So uh, I definitely feel that claustrophobia there. But wow, Troy I can't believe you to know where I wear work. that for work. That's pretty intense, Zach. That you wear that yeah. all day for work. I give you a lot of props. No, I don't. I don't have to do it all day because I'm a I'm a manager. But you know, sometimes uh, Joy, I work at Chippendales. <laughs> he's the star of the show yep. he's the star of the show yeah but that's why i just stay in so i feel like all these all oh can we switch karen's to brenda by the way while we're at it so if you see someone karen see has someone... caught on so fiercely i don't no, think it's gonna happen can we please switch it to brenda there is a brenda in los angeles who's so annoying she's honestly a karen but i'd like for i'd like for her name to take over all right, then we move on to the siren going off. So everybody's like mid getting ready. Melissa has hair rollers in her hair. She doesn't have her lashes on. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, they're like running all around. Ah, what's going on? Because it's nighttime. So this is rarely happening. Shannon, keep talking. I have to take a picture of my shirt and send it to, to uh, Trishel. Oh, 311, that band. That looks like the Looney Tunes Dude, logo. did you just say 311? 311, I'm sorry. That's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'm so okay. sorry. Continue. You know the area code in L.A. is 310? You think that's that's cool. They, yeah, maybe they're like, I know one the area code Beverly in San Hills. Diego is 619. Wow, that's great. Educated. <laughs> the siren goes off at night, meaning they've got a challenge, and they've all got to get suited up. They get outside to where TJ is, and the challenge is called Running Out of Time. It's a nighttime challenge, which is obviously always fun. But then we hear the rules. <laughs> They're playing as individuals, and off in the deep darkness is a giant pile of materials. They have to bring back as much heavy stuff as they can and place the material in their enemy's drums. They keep doing this until TJ rings the alarm. Then they have exactly five minutes to get back to their drums and start holding it up. The person who holds their drum up the longest wins. If they don't make it back within that five minutes, though, they're immediately eliminated from the challenge and they don't make it on to the holding the drum part. It's a double elimination. One man and one woman will be going home. Now, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this, but Josh used the word rubbish in his confessional when he was explaining the challenge, which I thought was phenomenal because he's been surrounded by so many Brits that it's definitely catching on now. Did you catch that? It's fucking priceless. No. Oh, my God. It was actually priceless. I know how he feels, though. When I'm surrounded by them for ages, like I just start talking like them, too. It catches on, yo. Slang catches on. Mm. So what do you think about this challenge? I've got serious thoughts. Okay, uh, let's play our game. Do you think I liked or hated this challenge? I think you didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say that you didn't, that you liked this challenge, but also didn't like this challenge. <laughs> I really, I, I enjoyed this challenge. I, I but, thought that the. But it's just repetitive, right? For all the yes. stuff that we've had this season. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's... I, I, I agree with that. Um, I actually really dug what Corey was saying about how he's like, I, I, I love the nighttime challenges. It's, you know, I feel like I'm playing under the primetime lights. That was pretty cool. I never thought about it like that. And, um, well, actually, you know what? Like, and, and I'm seeing people saying it in the comments, too. Some people said that the challenge was pretty bad. I mean, I guess it did get boring as it went on. It's you know what? Now, that, design... I'm thinking, now <laughs> that I'm thinking about it, I think I just liked the initial setup and then the awesome musical cue. 
Oh yeah, that was so, a cool music cue. I put that actually in here to ask you what song it was. Um, okay, but the thing, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought about this challenge is that I actually liked the design of it. I just feel like because we've had so many challenges now where it's about picking up heavy stuff or debris and bringing it somewhere, it felt a little lackluster. If this challenge yeah. was in the season and we had a bunch of different challenges before then, then it would have been a different story. But it just felt as if they were recycling props. But I do like how it reminded me of one of um one of the challenges from Battle of the Seasons too, where they all had to hold up their crates and, you know, two people were holding it up and two people were putting a bunch of rocks in other people's bins and big easy, like, you know, yep. that, 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 that was easy's big moment. Yeah, that crazy ass moment there. So I thought it was cool to sort of mimic that challenge a bit, but I just am over this pick a bunch of heavy debris stuff up. It's I you know what it is though, Zach? It's like every season they get this thing that they like to overuse and or every few seasons, you know? And I feel like picking up heavy shit has been the past couple seasons, explosions have been the past couple seasons, tanks have been the past couple seasons and especially this season and it's it's getting exhausting. We have so many other styles of challenges and I'm I'm thinking it's also because they're in a place without water. Yeah. For the most part, that so they're sense. they're missing an entire other portion of challenges they could do. I mean, I know that there there is a bit of water here and there, but I feel like it's cold. It's not a warm climate. It's not like you know, there's not a mm -hmm. bunch of lakes around. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just uh, it's boring. That's really been the majority of the season. It just there's been a couple ups here and there, and overall, it just keeps falling short. And something might look cool at first and it goes on and damn, it's just, it's not getting it done. Like it feels like something's missing and I wish I could put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. I do think people are onto something when they say that the overall darker tone of the challenge now, the Armageddon flames and dark places and cold and tanks, it just, it has taken away what makes the challenge the challenge, something is just mm. missing there. And I, I think that there is something to that. If you look at all these great seasons, it's, it's not that. It's light. You've got water, exactly. You're not just totally landlocked. Yeah. You've got... There's mm. more. There's more height stuff. There's yeah. more, like, it obstacle stuff in so the sky. Forced. Yeah, lots yeah. more height stuff. The height stuff has really been scaled back. Mm. I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know exactly. It feels like it's just taken a completely different tone, but uh, I, I don't know. You know, the thing is to me that there's so many great daily challenges of the past that I wish that they would recycle all of them, you know? So we had a constant stream coming through as opposed to just, you know, the few themes that they're going with this season. There's a lot of challenges. I can't remember what season it was on. Was it Final Reckoning? I actually liked a lot of those dailies, like where they were up in the sky, like crawling on some, they had to like make that rope. Um, that rope bridge across the um, thing. Do you yeah, remember I that? think that like, was Final Reckoning. Like, that was a cool one. The final challenge in Final Reckoning where they had to do that crazy-ass over-the-water obstacle course. That was also kind of cool. Like, we're not getting a lot of those in-the-sunshine challenges, and I think that's what I'm really missing the most. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, I agree with you. What was... Was it Rivals 3? Wasn't there, like, an app... Or, they were on a, a... Their partners were on... Like, they were elevated over water, and they had to essentially go through an obstacle course and, like, jump on a swing that went all the way around over the water and then onto the next platform. I seem uh, to remember that. I think that was Rivals 3. 
The one where Siobhan or maybe it was bloodlines. Maybe it was bloodlines. I, I think it was it was it was the it might have been the challenge where Tony like in uh ruptured his kidney or something and then turned green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a great challenge i do remember that yeah there was a lot of those like i don't know they're just it's just mm, i'm not I'm i not think the challenge them. is trying they're trying too hard right now they're they're trying to be something that they're just not mm. if they could really just scale everything back and understand the three or four kinds of competitions and challenges that make that really define the show and just focus on that yeah, it's not even, I don't even know if it's necessarily about focusing on the few, but just scaling it back. I really like that point. You know, a lot of the stuff has been so grand and it just needs to be scaled back. And it's not to say that last night's challenge was scaled up by any means because it's a pretty simple challenge. But that would have been a cool challenge had it been in a season which didn't already use so many of the elements from it. You know yeah. what I mean? So so they were on yeah, the right I mean, track I, I think with I saw that Greg in say in the comments that it, he, he, he's pretty sure they were like using the cars from last week's daily in, <laughs> in this challenge. Uh, um, all right, I will so... talk about the music cue. A lot of people have been tweeting at us and saying it in the comments. This was great. This was a real highlight of the season. And I almost wonder, like, wh how much do you think they pay? I, I wonder how much money Cake, the For band, the made on that. Okay, um, wait, what? That was the song that was really cool? Yes. So, yeah, I liked um, it. We get to a point. It was it was really a perfect cut. the The music, the uh, the score that was playing over the scene, it just kind of dies out, and then you get a you get a zoom out, and you see the chorus at, uh, from above, like a drone shot, and then the intro to "Going the Distance" by Kate comes on, reluctantly crouched at the starting line. That that yeah and, yeah that um, was so cool. And then it really, and then it starts kicking into the song, and that was uh, that was awesome. And those moments stand out so much because they're they're just, it's just like a higher level of quality, and I feel like we're not getting that consistently throughout the episode. So then something like that happens, and it all clicks. Like the higher production value works perfectly in that instance. I liked it. Um, I thought it was a great moment. It was right after Casey had put um, the that last ball or whatever into Bailey's bin, or not her last it. one, but yep. yeah. So yep. it's a pretty cool segue into that song. Listen, the the whole challenge, I mean, everyone did pretty decently. You had Fessy leading the pack for most of it. And then you had the boys teaming up on Kyle, but it didn't even matter towards the end. Um, and then you had Anissa uh, tailing the other girls like significantly, which was obviously a shame for her. But it seemed like the other girls were all working together, at least running together. Um, and then right after the song leads into like who who loses, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> because it's it goes towards the end of the song and then you just see all these people not making it towards uh the their bin in time and it was nelson kyle and anisa and i was pretty sad for anisa i'm not gonna lie i wanted her to i wanted her to have a chance at this i mean obviously mm. everybody ganged up on her aggressively. yeah i mean there's some people whose barrels were so heavy that they were like pick they picked it up and dropped it right away and i was confused i was like wait does that mean they're out like they didn't even get to start like rogan Picked up his barrel and dropped it right away. And Rogan is a strong fucking man. So I just, you know, you guys should imagine how much weight was in there. Oh, that's really funny. Gil says that they they need to play Triumph by Wu-Tang on, on an episode. They, do you think they'll do the intro, Gil, with, uh, with, with ODB? Let's take them back to 79! Ow, my ears. Okay. So... so sorry. <laughs> 
love that song. Uh, that, um, yeah, the song, uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what was happening there, but obviously Kyle couldn't lift up his thing either. It was stacked even above the, the bin top. So it was, I mean, they piled on this whatever crap that they were carrying uh, pretty high up onto Kyle's bin, and he didn't even make it there to carry it, but I don't think he could have held it up. I mean, that looked insane. That looked insane. Yeah, it was just weird. Then you've got stage two. Um, they all hold up their bins or whoever's there. And Josh cuts a deal with Fessy and Corey to put him into the tribunal, or at least so he thought. They, you know, Fessy claims that he was just trying to cut a deal to say that he'll put him in. Then you've got Fessy cutting the same deal with Corey, so that way Corey will drop. And this is a classic big brother move. When you're in a challenge, especially one like this, where you're all right next to each other, it's a, you know, a wall comp or any sort of comp like that on big brother, you'll cut deals. I mean, that's the whole point that of the game. That was cool. Yeah I, yeah, I liked how that happened and how it was driven by by two big brother characters and then and then Corey mm. essentially mixing it up in there as well and I I feel fessy you know he he of all of the guys still in there that has a red skull would definitely be a target in my eyes because he's so good and people are going to want him out so I understand where he's coming from that he definitely wants to be in the tribunal but for someone like Corey I don't really get his necessity for being in there he was I mean angry he was really angry it was just a bit yeah was that a bit didn't weird. make sense to me yeah. so much it was just strange. It, Anyways, it was like he was angry, and I I found myself sitting there being like, "Wait, did, has yeah, Corey why? been in the elimination yet?" And I literally forgot that he was two weeks ago, which is also a hallmark that the season's not like that memorable when when you can't <laughs> keep up with these things. Like it should, that should be something that you just automatically know. And for just for a couple seconds there, I forgot about it. It was it was strange on so many levels. I'll get to that a bit more because Corey ends up going on rants about this for ages throughout the episode. Fessy ends up winning. Jenny ends up winning too because Melissa looks over and I mean, Jenny has maybe one rock or some shit in her, in her bin and Jenny is superwoman, So she's obviously going to be up there for days yeah. if she has to. Um, then you've got Josh going off on Corey and Fessy because uh, they had said to him that Corey was going to go in the tribunal instead. And I mean, this was just wild. This whole little moment here, Josh kept saying, okay, noted, which was so funny to me. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Did you hear that? He was like, okay, noted. Okay. Noted. Okay. Noted. Okay. Noted. Oh, okay. Noted. Okay. Okay. Noted. I was like, Josh, stop noting things down. I mean, it was just so Ooh, I like funny. Robert. Uh, uh, Robert is thinking that Corey wanted to be in the tribunal to protect Anissa. That makes sense. They have Ooh, a lot of history between them. I could see that. I could actually yeah. see that. Yeah, see, I wish... I, but I wish production would keep that kind of shit in the fucking storyline because I want to know motivation. Yeah, why couldn't see... we get a confessional while Corey's holding his barrel up? Like, I want to be in this tribunal. I, I love Anissa. I want to protect Anissa. Yeah, but instead we just got Corey going off every five seconds. I mean, they could have replaced one of the scenes of Corey going off at least 20 seconds of it and put in a fucking tribunal or put in a confessional in there of Corey explaining yeah. his motivation. That would yeah. have been so much better for us. We would have understood what was going on there a lot more. Um, so then we've got uh, them picking their tribunal member. This seems oh, to take also, quite a um, while. Shout, shout out to Melissa, obviously, and I'm seeing that in the comments too. Melissa, like, she was the one part about this comp where it was like, God, she fucking killed it um that really? was cool yeah in what way did she was really hanging in there she had a lot more weight in her barrel than jenny had and she's you know pregnant they barely showed us that how are we ever supposed to even know that like they it was like no, she's a... like hunching out all right i can't say for sure that she had a lot of weight in her barrel i'm just assuming 
Because she's like hunched over trying to hold on. Maybe she's holding her pregnancy her belly. Like, I'm just like, oh my god, like Vienna could could have popped out right there. <laughs> Maybe she was holding on to Vienna. Oh, have you guys seen this? this is so funny. The Wikipedia page has Vienna listed as a player. Oh my <laughs> god. Awesome. It is so funny. And she has like a, an elimination win. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Uh, all right, so they they take a while to pick who they want for the tribunal. They're going back and forth between Josh and Corey. Uh, Jenny thinks it's really simple, and I completely agree with her. A guy who hasn't been in and doesn't have a red skull should go into the tribunal, so that way they feel secure. And I I feel that. So she wants to pick Josh. Fessy wants to stick to his word with Corey, so he wants to pick Corey, and it becomes this whole little argument. And then uh, TJ cuts them off before they're done discussing everything. So you know it kind of took them a while. Like they were talking for ages. Yeah. TJ's like, all right, go back with the crowd. Um, and this is a question from Derek. He sent it to us earlier. He wants to know if we think that TJ specifically asked Jenny for the final answer of who's going to join them in, in the tribunal because she held the barrel the longest hmm. or... I mean, I personally think it was just a production move to make sure that Josh got in the tribunal as opposed to Corey. Because if they handed it off to Fessy as the decision, it's possible Fessy could have switched it to Corey, no? That's a pretty good tinfoil hat conspiracy. Tinfoil hat. I like it. Let's um, get it on. Jenny has... Ooh, and Rosie coming in and Jenny is a snake. She has been kind of snaky this season. <laughs> But Jenny, in what way? I think what, it's stupid. It's it doesn't. It's not. She said that she was gonna help Corey get a red skull. Does Corey have a red skull? Uh yes, he does. So what is what does she? What does he need to be in the tribunal for? It's other people's turns now. I don't even think that. I just think that it's clear how Jenny, despite coming on our show and saying that she's not about the drama, she's just about the competition. She's found a way to keep herself relevant in some drama this season, and that I like it. <laughs> I but believe I me, I like it. I think. But I don't uh, feel like it's. I don't feel like it. she's trying to start drama. I don't think she's trying to either. But snaky people tend to find their way into drama, whether they're they're trying or not trying. Sometimes I, you snake a little too much. I just disagree with this, you guys. I disagree with this a lot. <laughs> I feel like Jenny Jenny is looking at this from a game perspective, and from a purely game perspective, Josh should be the one going into. The tribunal. He doesn't have his right skull yet, so he should be the one going in. Now, if, for example, there are a slew of deleted scenes that we haven't watched where Corey is telling Jenny that he wants to be in there, he wants to protect his, you know, Anissa, he, he really wants to go in there, da, da 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 that's a different story. But we didn't see any of that. And from everything we did see, I understand where, where Jenny is coming from. Okay, that's fair. Um, Robert, Robert says in the comments that Jenny is the new Jody. That's an apt comparison because she really has dominated this season um, from the female side. Mm. Granted, it really has not been that hard to dominate this season. And Jody dominating the duel with that cast of characters and, and just overall is so much more impressive. But I definitely see the comp of someone who hasn't been on that many seasons, isn't as much about the drama, and is just like a physical beast just rocking it through the season. That, that that makes sense. Yeah, I think she... Listen, I really like Jenny. I love the way she's playing the game because I understand his perspective a lot. I don't understand why Corey was so upset. But listen, if he wants to protect Anissa, that's a very good theory right there. But based on what we saw, it just felt really weird that Corey cared this much because he didn't have to save himself. 
Um, then we get into nominations and Kyle starts it off, basically says, <laughs> Kyle starts it off. <laughs> I'm from Boston, apparently. <laughs> he starts it off and he asks to be Boston? voted in. Yeah, I'm from Boston. I'm I live, from I li- Boston, Anissa! I, li- I live next to CT. <laughs> that's jokes um everybody agrees so kyle goes in then you've got bailey doing the exact same thing everybody agrees so bailey goes in wow such an exciting nominations oh my god so much drama you guys loved it (gasps) like should we talk about this for longer because there was just so much that happened the nominations you know it would be no we shouldn't you know what would be more interesting (laughs) is if they did the nominations in the boiler room they should have packed everybody in the boiler room that we saw last week down there with freddy (sighs) krueger And that would have been more interesting. Okay, there is a new poll in the comment section. I think we should all answer this one. Who is a better swimmer, my turtle Freddy or Ninja? I think we all know the answer to this one. (laughs) I think we all know the answer to this one. So drop your answer in the comment section. Let's see if you're right as well. Ninja being a terrible swimmer (laughs) is, oh man. I hadn't thought about that in a couple months. But... (laughs) it's funny to think about all the things that we were speaking about on other recaps that are now completely irrelevant because those cast members aren't on the show you know that's that's a a great point all of our qualms have gone everything has just changed all right now we got uh the night out thank you for not showing us you know them having too much fun that was nice fessy and i mean (laughs) i I gotta be honest at this point The it's night like outs so are so redundant. They go to the same bar every time, and it's every episode. Same bar, nothing new happens. Same planted conversations. Like, is that how it used to be? Did they have a night out every single challenge episode? I don't think they did. No, but I remember like I remember they had quite a few nights out. But I remember that the nights out would be a lot more fun, and there would also be a lot more nights in, which were party themes. You know, more parties yes, at the house, yeah. house parties. Yeah, we, haven't, we haven't really gotten those. Yeah, there hasn't really been that. And maybe that's because it's a bunker, you know, so they're trying to let them out more. And this is the opportunity that they have to go out. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But I do remember Epic Nights Out on the challenge. I loved that one final where Nani and Jenna were both so fucked up after that night out. And they were just they were just having the time of their lives. And the boys were like, you got to get it together. And they're like, what? We're having fun. And they're like on the oh, floor. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That looked like a fun time. I'll never forget yeah. that one. Um, so Fessy and Josh, they're talking about Corey still being mad. This is like a storyline throughout the whole fucking episode. And Corey's, I don't know. Corey's mad at Fessy, in my opinion, because... The guys usually have the final say in these kind of decisions on the show. Rarely will they allow or respect the female's opinion when it comes to this stuff. So I feel like Corey is putting so much more of the blame or he's putting a lot more of the blame on Fessy purely because he feels like Fessy could have shut Jenny down if he wanted to. Right. But the way that Fessy looks at it is we're both equal partners in this. And she made a heavy case for Josh that, you know, that was the final case. And I don't feel like Corey sees that, but it makes me like Fessy more when I see these moments. You know what I mean? It makes me like him more because I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at this and I think, wow, he's respecting Jenny's opinion. Okay, I, I'm I'm down with that. I, I I'm coming around on Fessy. I'm coming around on his football school that To went to that I embarrassingly forgot about. <laughs> I'm coming around on him. I'm gonna go watch some Fessy game tape after this is over. I'm gonna watch his highlight packages. I'm I'm gonna see how close Fessy was to the to the NFL, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna scope it out. 
we're going to get some uh, some Fessy juice from you after this episode. Yeah, I, I'm going to do a whole episode where I compare Fessy's measurables and his combine performance to other tight ends that were drafted this year. Are you down with that, Shiny? You in? I'm absolutely down for that. Yeah, you just let me know how that goes. You just I keep will. me posted. <laughs> I will say uh, football uniforms are gorgeous. Ugh, they are just like really beautiful uniforms. Wow. Never changed those. All, so, just all football uniforms in general? Yeah, football uniforms, like just those pants and the really big shoulder pads. That's like a good look. That's a really good look. Yeah. You know who else like that look? Sean Wayans in a scary movie. That's a a scary movie joke for everyone. I'm sure, honestly, I watched Scary Movie, rewatched it a couple nights ago. You rewatched it again? No, you didn't. Shut up, actually. Yeah, Yeah, because it's great because I I love Scary Movie. You're obsessed. The whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, no, Scary Movie, not Scream. Oh, 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 fine. I've already told you that Scream's one of my favorite movies ever, but I watched scare. I rewatched Scary Movie, and I'm watching. I'm just like, wow, under like the 2020 age, that you know, this movie is like socially unacceptable with some of the some of the <laughs> things that they that they do. Some of like the main oh plot yeah. points and jokes. Well, you know that White Chicks is actually getting a shit ton of backlash right now. And really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even. No, I didn't see that. Oh that's my a, god. That's a low key, really funny movie as well. Honestly, it's just a bit of a shame. Like White Chicks is so good. I hope that they don't. I don't hope that they don't cancel White Chicks because that movie is so fucking funny. That is just like a priceless, and that's such a classic. Also, and people were calling this. Uh, obviously, you have the Robert Downey Jr. performance in in Tropic Thunder, where where he he plays a, a black man, which yeah. was the whole joke at at the time. Like it was like it was a blatant. And now the the thing that's going around the internet is like Gen Z. They didn't even know that this existed, so now they're seeing it and they're getting. They're you know they're trying to cancel Robert Downey Jr. Which I remember when that came out. That was kind of his like redemption movie after after coming back to Hollywood. Do you remember that he had, he had that was like in problems. the midst. That was like in the midst of it because I think it came out. It came out after he had already done Iron Man. Oh, fine. So then, yeah. yeah, but but I remember I remember the big talk was like, oh, he turned his life around. He's doing so well. Da, oh, da, yeah. da. Like that was the big storyline there. It's crazy how things change like that. Um, OK, so then we move on. We've got Corey missing his family. It's really cute. Oh, my God. Then Jenny and Anissa talking and Jenny wants Anissa in the final, which I mean, why wouldn't she? That's yeah. less competition for Jenny. Somebody, you know? somebody actually playing uh, strategic. That's good to see. Yeah, and I feel like Jenny shouldn't have put Bailey. I feel like Jenny shouldn't have put Melissa in the tribunal. Um, the tribunal three. I, I later down the road we can talk more about that, but I thought that that was weird that she did that. So then you've got uh, the tribunal. They nominate Melissa, Anissa, Rogan, and Nelson. Two girls, two guys. Nelson <laughs> saying he doesn't want to pack. He's upset that he got thrown in because now he's got a pack. <laughs> Rogan walks in there. He's such a joker. They were just cracking up. Then you've got Nelson coming in there with some more jokes. The guys, I mean, it was a very lighthearted tribunal session purely because they all knew Josh was going to be going in. So yeah. not much not much going on there. Then Melissa comes in and she pleads a pretty good case. But why? Who's left from the girls? Can we? I, I don't even know who's left from the cast. So we have D. overall? Yeah. D, Melissa. Wait, D's still there? Yeah, D's still there. <laughs> I only know D is still there because she's just not shown. So I just remember to add her. So you got D, you've got uh, Bailey, Bailey, Melissa, Melissa, Anissa, Casey, Casey. Who else is fucking in there, man? Maddie. 
Matt. No, Max not in there. You almost you got, got me excited with that one. for a second. You, love you almost got me. You almost got me. You got excited. No, she went home, guys. She's a flop. Whoa! No one said I liked her. I just got excited because I was like, "Oh yeah, there's another person in there." Can someone list all the girls who are left? Because I don't understand why they picked Melissa. I feel like they should have picked Casey over Melissa. Because why are they? I don't know. Why are you trying to go for? I wish that there was another girl in the tribunal. That's what I wish there was. Yeah, it's. Uh... That's that's a really great point. Why is nobody trying to play some strategy and put stronger players at risk in elimination? Yep. Excellent yep. point, Shani, and I do not know. I it's don't an- know. It's annoying me, and also just because the girls were most at risk for this elimination because the boys, they already knew who was going to go in. So Here's I don't know why they didn't you. put a fucking girl in the tribunal. If Bailey, I'm trying to think here. Bailey, Bailey, like if she was in the tribunal, right? Yeah. Obviously, she probably would have called Casey in for questioning. But she would, yeah. Well, she would have thrown her. Oh. Do you ooh. think she would have been able? Do you think she would have been able to successfully push to get Casey to throw it, thrown into elimination? Well, but if Bailey was in the tribunal, she wouldn't have been the house vote, so she would have sent herself in. So it would have been yeah. all about who's the house nominee. Oh so it yeah, have, yeah, It wouldn't yeah. have mattered if she called in Casey. And in that case, then the House nominee That's would likely point. have been Anissa. So I feel like the person who should have been in the tribunal, though, would have been somebody like Melissa or D. Jenny should have pushed to get Melissa in there or D in there. In yeah, theory, or the House still... just, yeah, the House pushing more to have, maybe get Casey in there, make her go against Bailey. And no, not, get, not have Casey in the tribunal. I wanted Casey to go in the elimination. I thought that would have been a oh. better... I thought I that would have been. Keep up, Shani. I mean, this, this red skull twist, it's so mind bending. How can uh, I even. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Zach. I know it's complicated for your small little walnut brain, but. I know. But it'll, you'll get it, you know? Someday you'll get it soon. You'll get it, big guy. Don't worry <laughs> about it. All right, so then Anissa comes in. She talks about how it's an individual challenge. She makes some pretty good points. What if it's a puzzle? What about swimming? Blah, blah, blah. It gets through to some people's heads. Then we got the post-tribunal discussions. Corey's still mad about being chosen. It's, like, boring. Then he does say something funny, though, throughout this whole thing. And he, he tells Fessy to look into the camera and tell people I would have won that challenge, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> so we got Fessy breaking the third wall and stalk, talking directly into the camera. Um, and then we head into purgatory. Purgatory, purgatory. Now, the funny thing is I actually like the challenge and the elimination on this episode. But I don't like them because of how the rest of the season played out, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, that does kind of make sense because I, uh, we talk all the time about how we love not so fast. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, they already kind of sort of did a different version of this with the J and CT eliminations. So yeah. that was weird. I do think the car version was better than the j and ct version definitely With, yeah. without a doubt yeah it was it was a better like cooler elimination mm-hmm. it was a nice take at first i was watching it and i'm thinking why do they you know why do they have to do this kind of rip off not so fast and rather than just giving us the classic not so fast cage treat not so fast the way that you treat hall brawl and x battle where it's it's almost always no, the but same they, but they they've altered hall brawl and stuff before they that's what i was thinking too yeah. because yeah some of the halls have been different you've had different versions of it so i i kind of i understood that i was okay with that 
in the end. And the cars were pretty cool. It was in cool. The, way the car, you, yeah. Yeah, it was like a nice, it was a different twist on it. It was a nice version of Not So Fast. I do like it. I just wish that it wasn't repeated in the season. Anyways, there's a car for each of them with rope they start by being connected to one end of the rope when tj says go they climb in out and around the car creating tight knots after 15 minutes they stop and trade and have to undo what their opponent just did first to undo their knots wins so not so fast with the car first up was anisa versus bailey uh this i mean they seem like both of them didn't really have much of a strategy going in I would have definitely done like what I would have done for sure is gone in and out of the car with a lot of slack and created a crazy knot in the middle and then tighten that all to make mm-hmm. this insane knot in the middle. So you would have had, I mean, it would have been almost impossible to have taken it apart because you're, you're tying the knot in the middle of the car, which I think would have been awesome. And you're coming in from all the different angles. I don't think anyone capitalized on that enough. Um, and I would have gone under ta- the car more. I would have like really worked under the car. Yeah. Like really trying to get, get the rope in between tires, create lots of knots under there that they would have to try. Yeah. I don't know if they were allowed to do that or not allowed. I I don't know. Um, Jessica, Jessica, I see you in the comments and I'm rooting for that as well. Jessica says she just wants to see Nelson get to a final so that everyone will will shut up with all the shit that they gave him this season. And I totally agree. We've been pulling for this all season. We want Nelson's almost there. We just want him to get in that final because we know that once he gets there, just like in eliminations, he's unbeatable. He's going to win. If Nelson makes it to the final, it's over. Season's over. He's going to win. Trust me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's see if Nelson makes it to the final. Let's see if he wins. I do think Nelson has a lot of potential uh this yeah i don't know i think knots would have been the better way nobody was making enough knots knots around the window tight knots around the window yeah because the trick to me is making knots with tons of slack and then tightening it because undoing that is a lot harder than creating it you know so let's say for example this is the pole of the window oh i actually have a bunch of rope right here no so let's say this is the pole (laughs) like my mic stand right and and if you were to if you were to wrap around it this way and then and then go in that way and then go around and then go back around and then go in and just constantly make this crazy ass knot with which you can get through because you have so much slack and then tightening it all up i mean nobody can really undo those it's so hard to get your body through those especially because you remove all the slack from them as the option so uh, i think uh kyle kind of did that but i don't know the girls definitely didn't implement any of that kind of strategy bailey gets all of her rope out of the car first so she ends up she ends up beating anisa for most of it and then anisa catches up in pretty much one fell swoop it was crazy she ends up getting all of her rope out of the car but by the time she can get or start working on getting it out of the ring bailey wins so it's pretty uneventful round that was a bit of we got a bit of editing magic on the bailey anisa elimination because at the point where they tried to make it look like Anissa was catching up. You could see in the in the um, zoomed out shots that Bailey was clearly about to win. And I, I thought that was funny. I rewound it too, just, just yeah, to, she got to double it. She check. Got, yeah. So they're yeah. like, whoa, Anissa just pulled all her rope out. She's catching up. It's neck and neck, which guys, I mean, we already know this is a classic reality television comp trick. They're always going to try and create that drama by making it look like it's close. But there were a couple really suspect shots where it <laughs> zooms out and it's like Bailey's out of the circle <laughs> almost completely. And Anissa's still got all her rope under the car. Uh, I don't think it was as close as they made it look like. 
It's like that thing where they say, oh, separated by 0. 0.03 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, as, we, as we have discussed, I think that's where we're at right now. All right. So second up, we got Kyle versus Josh. Melissa telling Kyle to fill the windows with knots so Josh can't fit in. I mean, that is a genius strategy. Kyle does that beautifully. He is just going so fast. It's honestly crazy. Uh, he's just snaking through the whole thing. He's like a little freaking monkey. A string bean monkey is what I called him because he's got string bean legs and he's an actual monkey. Uh, then you have Josh who doesn't have as much of a strategy, I would say, but his knots still look pretty intense. You know, the boys did a lot more damage on their knots than the girls did. That's for sure. It looked more thorough. They looked a bit harder to get apart as opposed to just sort of plopping shit everywhere. And, I mean, they put in work before phase two, and then they switch, and Kyle takes off like a fucking bat of hell. I mean, he was just going through this thing like crazy, slithering through everything. He called himself a little snake. Uh, The (laughs) way that he was slithering through the car was incredible. He was jumping in and then in one motion looping around a corner and then going through the, the front side of it. He was really good at this. He was. I think it's because his size was great. Uh, <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Yeah, we're getting through the recap fast because we want to talk about Mark and the We Want OGs, you guys, which is a much more fascinating discussion. And how much of us are like <laughs> super invested in this season at this point? I mean, yo, raise your. Can you guys comment if you have not watched the like episodes lately? Because I know that there's actually a lot of people who have been watching our recaps that haven't been watching the episodes, which is so fucking funny to me. I don't know if Amira is in the section, but she hasn't been watching them. So, what are we on? Phase two. Yeah, Kyle crushes this part. I mean, it's insane. Josh still has so much rope left by the time Kyle is done. So, Kyle ends up winning. Anissa is very happy with this instant karma since Josh just sent her in and he's now going home with her, which is going to be a really interesting plane ride for them. Uh, (laughs) I would have loved to have sat in the middle seat with Josh on one end and Anissa on the other end on that plane ride home. Could you just imagine the tension in that air? Oof. So let's do the Anissa discussion. Where yeah, give us your thoughts. Well, well, I like Anissa, so I don't know if I'm gonna. I like Anissa too. There are different camps. Obviously, people mention the the flop Anissa term a lot. You've got the Anissa being looked at. She was one of the original elimination beasts, really. In the first half of the show, she was somebody who was looked at as a big time threat. Well, there were more head-to-head kind of competitions. Um, where do you have... Like, where would you say Anissa is all-time women on the show? She's she's not top ten. I think most people are in agreement with that. I mean, it's it's really well, not I mean, I don't possible think you can... for her to be top ten. She hasn't won a season Yeah, before. I was going to say, I don't think you can hit top ten unless you've really won a season. But I... I think Anissa is, is an awesome competitor. I find her very underrated for the most part. I do feel as if maybe a lot of the more recent competitions and recent finals don't play to her strengths as much because they've been so heavily on the running. Although not actually necessarily true. For example, Final Reckoning, she could have killed that final. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like the on the, the few goes where Anissa has actually made it into a final... I mean, she really has been a liability. People don't talk about Duel 2 enough. She pretty much lost the final for Mark in Duel 2. Mark never had a chance because he was paired with Anissa. 
Um, that That is one thing that just really, that whole ending, and I've heard Mark talk about it before too. Mark was Why, like, what do you say? Well, <laughs> people were like, yeah, you know, I forget. It might have been on Challenge Mania. And, and Scott's in here. And by the way, Scott, I know. I know you see that 311 shirt. This is the this is the 01 tour, my man. Oh, you mean the 311 shirt? Yeah, it's super oh cool. I Good love God. the 311 um, shirt. I believe I remember Mark <laughs> saying, because Mark finished in third on that final, but as he pointed out, he said, I was right behind Brad and Evan, except for the fact that we had to wait for our partners at going into the, the mountain biking phase, I think. Yeah. Uh, or to, to start the mountain bike phase. And I had to wait there for, you know, 20, 30 minutes for Anissa to show up and yeah. all their partners showed up in the meantime. I mean, that sucked obviously for him. That wasn't helpful, but we don't know what this final is going to look like. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I just think it's such a shame that the guys have so much power over the women in these recent seasons, because I feel as if the women or if the women had power, they would never have sent her in. They want Anissa to go against them in the final. And then we would have actually been able to see what she could have done in a recent final, right? And so we're robbed of that opportunity because you have yeah, people Anissa like Bananas. Yeah, Anissa could have the final reckoning final, as could, as could most people. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, mean, but but th- but we never know how much she could have killed it. We, you know, the eating, the this, the that. Like, she could have really smashed that final. Who, who has she any She could idea? have. When it comes down to, you know, climbing down the rope ladder and walking over the hot coals when it's a final when it's a final where there's a lot of equalizers just about anyone you can think of under the right circumstances with with even a remotely competent partner could be a contender in in that situation yes but i would i I would lose any file any final with food involved in it so i don't know if anybody could do anything do you know what i'm saying (laughs) You're like, really getting challenge fever. You're talking. You're putting yourself in the competitor's keep, shoes a lot tonight. I think. Yeah, you're but I like to. The, I the like to be. To I like to be in the competitor's mindset. I think that's the way to look at it. But I could never eat anything, so I would just suck at that. I think the best way to sum it up, what we're saying is, are you Team Flop Nisa or Team Queen Nisa? And you guys can let us know. I'm right in the middle. I don't think I'm either. But yeah, let us know what you guys are in the comment section. Are you Flop Nisa or Queen Nisa? I, I will say this, though. I hope when she comes back, I do hope she gets to see a final at some point. Maybe in this OG's shit. Well, TJ said, I'm sure we'll see you back. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you back again. And Anissa, you you made a good go of it this season. You won a Red Skull in a, a questionable elimination. <laughs> oh, my God. Greg's comment. <laughs> really? There's only, there's only one more thing we can say to you, Anissa. I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you, sister. Good job, good job, brother. You got this. I Come love on, you. brother. I love you, sister. Come on, brother. Okay, Greg's comment is so funny. Final reckoning: the season <laughs> that, J- that that Danny Jameson didn't get to win. <laughs> that is priceless. Oh God, that is priceless. Uh, so Josh, he throws his helmet at this point, which was just so over the top dramatic, Josh. <laughs> and Kyle, he talks about how finally all of his snaky antics can be put to good use. Um, then we have TJ calling them K-Dog and B-Swaggy. <laughs> all of a sudden. Wouldn't it be Swaggy B? Yeah, I think somebody somebody else said that too. I think like somebody come on, TJ. Yeah, one of the the, the cast yeah. said that. Um, all of a sudden, in the last five minutes of the episode, you have multiple people referring to Kyle as K Dog. 
what? When did this happen? Who else? Who else called him K Dog? Some somebody, somebody else on the cast called him K Dog. It wasn't just TJ. Somebody said it before that. It Why might have been I Josh. I, I think Josh called him K Dog. Did he? I don't think. I don't know if I caught that. Yeah, I don't know. These nicknames catch on so fast. I'm just so confused why Snacks hasn't caught on for me yet. <laughs> Everybody's nicknames are catching on fast by me. I told you, you can't self-gloss, Shani. But you, you know, have... the, you know, I have said that I gave myself that nickname, and the truth is, I was reminded of recently, my friend Arden gave me that nickname. It's just she's never called me it before, after she gave it to me. She's Look, like, trying to make snacks. Uh, trying to make snacks a thing is pretty tragic, Shani. I, I, I just feel like it's not going to happen. Can we make it a thing, you guys? Come on. The, the, the problem, though, is that I love my name, so I don't know how I feel about changing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want everybody to call me snacks, just some people. Okay, just your California friends. No, no, not even. I would just like 20% of the people who know me across the board, a diverse amount, to call me Snacks. Oh my so. god, Coop said Anissa was the one who called him K-Dog. You're right, she did. <laughs> Anissa, you crack me up with the, the, with the I love you brother, which... K-Dog, oh my god, you guys. K-Dog. You guys have to go to Zach Cooper's challenge... Uh, eliminations dailies and finals facebook page because he posted the awesome 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 daily challenge from the duel where, where everyone where they're wrestling on the plank and it's 1v1 and it's whoever knocks their opponent in the water first moves on to the next round which by the way guys why is that not the challenge comp that we see on every single season that is like that, that one, is the that one challenge. was really cool actually. That is the fucking challenge right there. It's fun. It's in the sun. It's over the ocean. We need sun for these. Was that and it's, phys- That's the biggest it's physical, thing. but it's also kind of like something that, you know, you do with your cousin wrestling by the pool. We like, have that's liter- what the challenge is all about. We Anyways, need sun. We need in sun. In this challenge, Zach Cooper points out to me that it can very clearly be heard that when Brad wins his second round matchup on his way to the finals that someone in the background and it is Anissa calls out, good job, brother. She says it on the duel. Does she go to Zach Cooper's page? It was, Oh incredible. my God. That's so funny. You she see, says, so Ani- Anissa job, has been doing that. Anissa has been doing that for a long time. She's been so I running love that. it for a decade. I love that. A I fucking so anyways, love that. <laughs> K-Dog for all my wrestling fans out there. Obviously everybody knows that K-Dog ran with the wolf pack. In WCW in nineteen ninety eight, there's only one K Dog and it's Conan. It's not Kyle Christie. I don't know who you're talking about. Come on. Of course you don't. We know I, you don't. We've been I have know. like I have like no idea who you're talking about. What is We've been I, know <laughs> that you don't understand my cultural references. Yeah, this Shunny. is like weird. We have such a cultural difference, Zach. Oh my god. Okay, so something about K Dog that Zach said. Now we'll move on to TJ being really annoying, in my opinion. He ends this off with you took out a guy that cries a lot to Kyle. Excuse me, TJ. Are you emotional shaming? I am not cool with that. He did. I Sorry. am not cool with that. Let's cut that shit out. I was ready to talk about this, and we talked about bandwagons earlier tonight, and we said, hey, I'm not letting you guys on the Nelson bandwagon, the bandwagon that I started, but the other bandwagon that I started that hasn't truly caught on yet is the, I'm kind of over TJ's selective glad-handing of the cast and selective takedowns of the cast. I'm opening up the bandwagon to you, and I am welcoming you on, because this was uncalled for, 
and all it did was serve up troll bait for people online. And they ate it up. Oh, Josh, he's such an emotional bitch. He cries all the time. We get it. He does. He cries all the time. But why, why is this... Why, does why it do matter? we need TJ to do this? Yeah, TJ. Why do we that's need the kind same guy that was slobbing Wes and Johnny's knob earlier in the season to take shots at Josh? That's kind of dumb. I'm not I didn't in like on it that. at all. I didn't I'm like it at all. It. Sorry, Tej. You know, it's funny because when we first met and we started the challenge things, I don't know if you were on season two. Were you? Yeah, you were. Were you? Were you on season two? Did you just ask me if I played season two of the virtual challenge when I, mean, I finished top ten in the season? All right, Are you kidding whoa, me? Top ten in the seasons out of like you seventy be people. So proud wow. of yourself. Wow. I'm sending this to Michael later. He's wow. going to laugh that you just questioned whether or not I played that season. <laughs> okay, so it turns out Zach played the season that I was on. Um, and my my name for it, my nickname was TJ's wife, because I always loved TJ. But the past few seasons, I've sort of dwindled. But I don't have a qualm with him. I don't really have a problem with him loving Johnny. Because I feel like that actually is authentically his humor. But I do have an issue with him coming at Josh for being emotional. What is that level of bullshit? I am not a fan of that. Mm, mm, mm. I feel not like it fan. gives. It, I feel like it gives in to uh, all the negative stereotypes that guys can't cry, and we do not need to give into that any more than we already are. So I mean, Robert Smith tried to touch on this subject 35 years ago in the Cure song "Boys Don't Cry," and we're still we're still seeing some of this today. Now, I personally don't really cry because I am emotionless. However, I don't see any issue uh, with with Josh being a little. Well, okay, I get it. I get it that, that, you know, you can make some jokes about it. Whatever. Of course. Go ahead. Make your jokes. But when it becomes such a big played out topic at some point, it's just like, why do I want to make the same jokes that a thousand other people are making? That's stupid. Yup. And especially when it adds to the negative stereotype, you bitches. Mm -hmm. Whatever. We got the post-elimination interviews. You have Anissa saying she wished she went uh, head to head with her, which I also wish she went head to head. I also wish she went head to head with her. Then you have Kyle um, or Josh talking about how Kyle did a great job tangling it all up. So I like that he gave him props. All right, we're done with the fucking recap. Thank God. Now let's get into the good shit. Oh, also, yeah, I yeah. have to say, I, I agree with Je- <laughs> I agree with Jessica. It's not even the cry. Like if if you wanna if you wanna make jokes at Josh, there there's just get better material. Like she's right. The eye mask when when Josh was wearing the psycho eye mask, that, that was great. When was that he wearing was comedy the eye mask? gold? You remember that? You 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 loved it. He was wearing the full the full oh, mask. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like a sleeping eye mask, not no, like no, a No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he was he was giving himself, you know, he was, he was doing a skincare routine. Yeah, yeah, skincare. That's the best stuff. Like skincare is the shit. All right. So, oh, and and also I, I do want to shout out that they played during the elimination, they played uh Dragula by Rob Zombie. Sometimes confused some people, well, I yeah, so there's White Zombie Shawnee, which I'm sure you're a big White Zombie fan. Oh my god, um, White Zombie? Yeah. Shut and up, And then Zach, Rob Zombie, the front favorite. man of White Zombie, he, he uh, departed for a solo career. And he released a song called Dragula. And they played it last night during the elimination. It was pretty good. Wow. Oh my god. It's my favorite band ever. I can't believe we're talking about this. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I've seen them so many times in concert too. It's like incredible. That that would be awesome. I wish I would have seen White Zombie in concert. <laughs> I, uh, are they not still together? Are they still alive? Yeah, they're still alive, but I, Rob Zombie just kind of does his solo thing now. Anyways. Okay, we want OGs, you guys. This has been a huge hashtag, discussion. We want OGs. 
Yeah, Zach, tell us about what's been going on on Twitter because I feel like you've been following that to a So here's the deal. The challenge community has been a pretty rough place to be in the last month or so. It's been very heavy. There's been a lot of craziness, a lot of anger, a lot of fighting. Um, and the show itself, it doesn't help that the, the, the quality of this season has been a little below average, to put it best. Um, and out of all of this, unexpectedly over the last couple days, comes a shining beacon of light in the godfather himself mark long from season one of road rules and as some people know and most people don't know first appeared on our screens in the real world san francisco when he auditioned to be one of uh, when he auditioned to be the replacement roommate for puck when he left the house that's the first time we ever saw mark long mm -hmm. and he comes out of nowhere all of a sudden saying you guys and he's been, people have been paying attention. He's been saying this for about a month or two. Like, he's every, been saying this for years. Because he will, no, but his recent thing, and with the two people weeks tweet out every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. two weeks. Like, hey, I have a job. I have a real job. And I can do two weeks. So you want to do a two-week challenge? Let's do a two-week challenge. And I didn't think anything of it. Nobody thought anything of it. It's just like, all right, we love you, Mark. That's cool. But then, over the last several days, Mark amps it up. And Mark says, no, you guys don't understand. I'm going to make this happen. We are going to do the two-week challenge, and I'm going to bring all the fucking OGs out of the woodwork. Mm. And suddenly, he starts posting screenshots of his personal conversations with all of the OG cast members and their agreement to come back. And if you're reading between the tea leaves, you can see that Mark is saying things like, hey easy shooting schedule. I'll make sure the money's right. I'll make sure that the comps are, are to everyone's liking. It will be fun. And we're going to bring everyone back together. And here's the thing. Maybe it's wish, it's wishful thinking for everyone. Maybe everyone's rallying around it. But what you guys need to realize is that Mark has connections. Okay. Mark works in television production. Now I, I don't I know that he's done reality casting, but I also believe that he works for like a CBS or I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I, I'm pretty sure he works backstage for like a CBS, Fox, NBC affiliate, something like that. Well, a lot of them are freelancers, so I'm sure he yeah, works and, for quite yeah, a few and people. So Mark's always posting videos like in television studios working, you know, dressed in his work attire. So he has connections. On top of that, he obviously has connections with Buna Murray and MTV. So what he says is that he's going to give them the first crack. I'm going to pitch my show to them and I'm yeah. going to give them the first crack. And if they don't want it, then that's their loss because somebody is going to pick this up. And he's right. Somebody absolutely will pick this up when they see the support for it. Here's the other thing. I was looking through those threads and I saw a verified account commenting and saying, this is awesome. We totally want this. And I looked into this guy to see who he is. He's the social media director of Netflix Ooh. commenting on Mark's posts Ooh. saying, yeah, this is awesome. Make this happen. Because then I saw people going, Netflix, yeah, Netflix should make this happen. So here's the thing. Mark is going to be actively pitching this. He's already doing interviews for it. Us Weekly hit him up immediately. And they were like, Mark. Yeah, they wrote a piece on him so yeah. fast. And they did, they did like a podcast too. I have to go and listen to it. I haven't heard it yet. But yeah, the, um, immediately they go into this. And 
I think Mark is going to be actively pitching this. I don't have a lot of faith in MTV and Buna Murray right now, unfortunately, which is well, sad I, to say. I disagree. I feel like I feel like this is now is the perfect time for them to go after something like this because it's going to be so difficult to produce a regular season with everything happening with Corona that I can imagine the delays for season 36 are just piling up, piling up, piling up that they might need some content in the middle and a two week shooting schedule, a really easy shoot out in Los Angeles in hotels, Mm -hmm. very, you know, champs versus stars style. And that's, that's really what Mark is saying. And I don't think people, not everyone realizes that. And Mark's pointing out to people, He's being very cool, like in the interactions and saying, "Hey, we can have a little bit of everything." And people don't realize the 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 some people don't realize the champs versus pros and champs versus stars shooting schedules were two weeks. I think there were just three. about two three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's the, a, the but the thing was they were a lot easier. They had yeah. cell phones. They had access to whatever they needed. They they exactly. didn't have to be you know on camera twenty four seven. They could go into the hotel rooms. Like it was a much easier shooting schedule because. They had stars on there who obviously expected more um, and, and couldn't go into full shutdown, right? They all have really intense yes. careers. So, so that shooting schedule is more uh, – it's just – it's better for all the, the OGs because they look, all have jobs I, as well. They all have families. I really hope that MTV and Buna Murray would, would go for something like this. I've heard things over recent years that even – you know, Buna Murray were interested in doing old school, new school, but MTV overrode them. I think – Clearly, what we're seeing is that MTV, their network personnel, or maybe the production team somewhere, something is just a mess right now because there's so much disconnect between the viewing audience and the network. So MTV is kind of a mess right now. It doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to see that. MTV now, Michael so asks, the the good Michael, we, we have to specify. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Don't tell Santa I said that. Oh, he's watching right <laughs> he's now. He's right here. <laughs> um, um, Michael asks, who are the list of OGs? I am glad that you brought that up because, as I mentioned, Mark is posting screenshots of the cast members that he's communicating with. And just off the top of my head, Landon, okay, Evelyn, he posted that today. He talked to Evelyn. Evelyn, yes. Yes. Rachel, Paula, Veronica, Susie, Ruthie. (gasps) Shut up. Yes. And then on the male side, Jamie Murray. Me and Greg's boy Dan Yo, Setzler. Jamie Dan Murray. Setzler is like oh he's God, coming Dan back. Setzler, shut Dan's up. like I coming back in, into our consciousness. I saw him on Twitter. I just followed I him love from our him. account. Oh uh, my tech. God. He, he he messaged Tech. Shut up. Tech yes. would not come back. Does he still yes. have his, still have his hair? Tech, tech would come back. Does he still have his hair? I couldn't tell. I don't think so. I think Tech's I think Tech's rocking the shaved head. I, I oh, gotta double check. He should grow um, it and dye it just for this. Nehemiah. Okay. You Mark's saying, I'm gonna bring back all the old school people, people who we haven't seen on the show in a while. So he's not necessarily talking about Johnny or Wes. Yeah, um, he's talking about Kendall, OGs. obviously. He messaged Kendall. Susie said that Sarah's in. Um, Sarah Darrell, would be yeah, in. Yeah, Darrell said he's in. It's just, He just keeps feeding us everything that we're begging I mean, for. I don't know if Sarah's really an OG, though. That's kind of a... I, people have complained because Mark's definition of OG is wavering a little bit because he said that... He said that Emily's in as well, Emily Schramm. But then somebody asked him about Shane, and he said, "No, Shane's not like Shane's not an OG." What I think, 
And people were offended by that. And I'm a Shaniac, obviously. I'm offended so. by that. That's such I a horrible what definition he's of OG. Is that if you've been on the season recently enough, he's not considering you for the show. I think he I think he's looking at it as people who haven't been on the show in so long and now they're gonna they're gonna but come that's back. That's such a I understand what he's trying to do there, but that is not the definition of OGs. I, so, I agree with that. Look, uh, yeah. He, look, it's the best. It's the best we got right now. All right. I'll take He's, it. I'll fucking take it. If you want to throw Emily give, in there? I love Emily. You know what yeah, I mean? He wants to give this to us in just the most doable way possible. And honestly, I think once he posted, Landon really is the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to fans of this show. Once he posted the screenshot of Landon, people were like, "Holy." F- fuck yeah like, holy shit landon exists because he's not on social media so when you see that communication when you see that mark's literally texting landon in his phone and he called him lando commando he says yo lando commando been a long time <laughs> oh my god i love that i do i i because i don't see why not i mean a two or three week shooting period is really just like a vacation you know it's not that big of a deal and a lot of them won't make it all the way to the end either so you know you're only shooting for a few days if you're getting out early yeah. it's you know it's super super feasible for a lot oh, of eric people niece, to do he, he, eric niece he posted as well eric's in nice he and can tell us all saying, about his ayahuasca yeah for for me i i was saying to someone i think it would be so funny if you get just literally all the greats that everyone talks about all the time wait what about beth and cyrus cyrus is in people are asking for beth Beth? he's working on it he's working on beth come on beth you gotta get in there beth it would just be so funny if you get all these people together that you talk about all the time you've got darrell you've got landon and then what if like eric wait but why darrell why darrell because he's been on recently he hasn't been on that recently he hasn't he hasn't been on actual season since 30 30 that was not that long ago. It was pretty long ago. That was 2016, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I feel well. Look, if he's not gonna have Shane Long. on there, he can have, If he has to he's gonna have Shane. Shane. I'm he not here Shane. to be Mark. I'm not here to justify everything Mark said. Okay, obviously <laughs> he was confused on some of the things here, but he's doing awesome. Oh, Arissa, he messaged Arissa. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's gonna I'm, be so cool. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to see that? That's big so bet. Cool. Oh my God, Rosie. That was the other funny thing about Zach Cooper's post from the duel is when because Robin and Beth make the finals of that comp and Robin goes and who's left for me to face in the finals but <laughs> Big, Big Beth. Beth. That's an awesome quote. <laughs> oh god, Beth was amazing. I'd love to see Beth back. Yeah, so listen, we got we got the OG Paul what's the hashtag? Beth versus Susie. Yeah, who would win that? <laughs> who would win that? I mean, I'm going to go with Beth on this one. I'm going to go with Susie. I'm ab- Susie was good at the game because she stayed away from eliminations and she knew who to go against that she could beat. And I don't feel as if Susie would have gone in against Beth during her prime. She would have is avoided it, that elimination. Oh, is yeah. it um, on PC of me to say that, that Susie would go in with, with the, the enhancements and just fucking put Beth right on her ass? <laughs> the enhancements <laughs> would pop just like Siobhan. Would, would, would I don't give, think that they... Give her a- they do not give her an advantage, her advantage. as as one would say. I Beth would trample over her, man. I would love to see it. That'd be a great matchup. Hey, Zach Cooper, don't say Beth was overrated. Boo, you Zach, you're literally watching the duel right now. Beth kills it on the <laughs> duel. She's Beth makes that whole season in, in the early going. No, Jessica, it wouldn't be seven episodes. It would it, you can fit in a lot more time. You'd just be shooting more often. So you wouldn't have yeah. like it wouldn't be like challenge elimination. Uh, you know, day break or whatever. I mean, if like it's challenge on elimination, Netflix, same day kind of vibe. If it's on Netflix, you just, 
Yeah, it's like eight to ten episodes. It it, it could be. Oh yeah, that's true. Long. I don't... That's true. On yeah. Netflix, it's like about that long. Yeah, I mean, Netflix would episodes. be Netflix would be unbelievable. But really, MTV would just be kicking themselves if that happened because these shows that they put these competition shows and these reality shows that that they put up on Netflix. You're getting so many streams on these, and all the people on yeah, those shows are getting it. over a million followers on Instagram. Look up any okay, but any uh, the floor is lava is show. not that good. I don't know why you liked it that much. Shani, I watched get two the episodes F and it was out. just so. These characters are so uh Stop trying. We get it. They're You're funny. They're not characters. Like, uh, they're just they're just people who auditioned to be on the floor is lava. They're really annoying people though. Stop it. Who was annoying? Um, uh, the Vitra whatever triplets. Oh my god. Could yeah. they shut up anymore? Seriously, they were Don't so step on, obnoxious. On my squad, the teachers. The teachers. The, I the think teachers they were episode cool. two of Flora's Lava. I yeah. like the teachers. They the were teachers great. were cool. Yeah, yeah, the teachers were cool. Um, the Flora's Lava is like, addicting, you guys. I don't know. I don't know. I thought Shani's crazy. She'll like it in like two weeks. Give her time. Yeah, whatever. Probably once I binge the whole thing, I'm sure I'll be like, oh my god, Flora's Lava is my new obsession, Zach. I've seen the whole thing. I'm obsessed. I love it. Oh my god. I have multiple people that are watching in our comments right now that I got addicted <laughs> to Flora's Lava, so you can stop right there. And Robert's already coming at you. I'm um, I'm back watching Criminal Minds just because I'm so sick of TV shows killing off people, regular TV shows. So I'm watching a show where I know someone is always gonna die multiple people will always die just because you know i have the reassurance i don't have to guess i'm not watching some happy scene and then boom someone dies i'm watching a show about people dying so it feels just better it feels better that is uh that's very morbid shawnee thanks zach thanks <laughs> thanks <Are> you... <laughs> <laughs> well they need to come out with new seasons of, of my fucking shows i want a new season of elite which i don't think that there is even going to be one i want a new season of money heist I want a new season of Sex Education. I want a new season of The Boys. I want a new season of um, Hunters. I want a new season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I want a new season of my fucking shows. Everything is not coming out with new seasons. I mean, you, we I haven't new... even felt the effect of COVID on the entertainment industry yet. Uh, it's happening now. I'm feeling it now. All these delays and all these shows. Once we get to the fall, there's going to be nothing brutal. coming out. Brutal. It's yeah, going to be it's gonna brutal. Be bad. It's ugh, and they, they so keep locking LA down So you guys better cross more. your fingers that Big Brother Twenty Two ends up being a go. You better cross your fingers that the OG challenge gets off the ground. <gasps> Ali is renewed for two more seasons. Everybody hold the phone. Everybody hold the Yo, phone. Yo, every yeah, everyone's everybody on hold it. the phone. Oh my god, <laughs> that is incredible. I'm so excited. Holy Rebecca shit. saying Yellowstone season three. Yeah, I, I I've been meaning to watch Yellowstone. My boy yeah, Kevin yeah. Costner. I love Ooh. Kevin Costner. I'll watch Yellowstone. I don't know about Yellowstone. Oh, Handmaid's Tale. I have to get. I have to be really in the mood for that to watch it. I have one more episode left on that season, but apparently it's really intense. So I'm just waiting because it's too much. It's too much. But yeah, Elite is so fucking good. Renewed for two more seasons. I'm literally gonna cry. That is just the best thing ever. Wow. Awesome. I'll look into it. And Incredible. I you think haven't that's seen it, for it me. yet. You got anything? You haven't seen Elite? No, I haven't. Zach, what's wrong with you? I've been watching the floor slava. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Much. Also, you guys watch Control Z. That shit is good too. Fuck, I love Spanish shows, man. They need more Spanish TV out there that is in the exact same ballpark. Oh, and fun fact, everybody, they're doing a remake of Gossip Girl. That's really all I have to say. I did say. see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali is on Netflix, Ashley. <laughs> All right, you guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in to our rapid recap. Hey, <laughs> I love the alliteration on that. 
and our we want the OGs discussion. If you guys want to continue that and help out with the cause on Twitter, just hashtag we want OGs. Yeah, get it to trend. Yeah, and get... tag us in it too, so that people follow us. Yes, tag us on Twitter. <laughs> we want more Twitter followers, so Zach can feel like he's not talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Shawnee Suiza. That is at ZCal7 to 7. We love you guys so much. It's been such a phenomenal week in the challenge world. I've gotten some great messages from people. Thank you guys for that. Uh, check us out at SaniacPodcast.com and at SaniacPodcast on all of the social media platforms. And we will see you guys next week along with the Tea Time podcast for our collab. So we yeah. will see you guys Crossover later. Crossover episode. Peace. Yeah, yeah.